four. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mental Pacha Podcast. This is a shorter episode because it's just me. I don't want to bombard your ears with just me talking <laughs> for a long ass episode. It's just going to be um, whatever is is in my head. I'm just going to dump it out. And because there's no other person to check me, this might not be fully entertaining the whole time through. And I fully expect the listenership to drop a little bit. Uh, it's common with episodes where it's just me talking. <laughs> so here goes. Uh, I um, for long time listeners, you know, I do this. I do a thing called a mood check, where uh, whoever is, is part of uh, the the people working on the thing we'd all get, get together and go okay let's do a mood check how's everybody feeling and the the way to do a successful mood check is to be fully honest about our feelings fully vulnerable say the things that's difficult to say that you don't want to say so that the feelings are out so that we know roughly each other's state of mind and maybe help each other get into a state that is maybe easier to manage and then work forward because a lot of times people don't do this and then you know somebody gets angry and you think it's coming from nowhere and it does look like they're coming from nowhere the justification sounds like it makes sense but it doesn't because they're too you know upset about it turns out you know something happened to them at home and they didn't want to talk about it so anyway to do a mood check by myself is odd i think i don't ever think i've i do this for myself a lot but let's try um, how do I feel today? I feel uh, fine. I feel uh, not bad. The year is winding down. December is not my favorite month. Uh, it is it is it is cold and, and isolating, and uh, uh, it is it feels apt that I'm doing this episode alone. <laughs> uh, but. It is, I don't, I'm not sad about it I, 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 It's something that happens Things are unavoidable sometimes And this is one of them December will always come Whether or not I feel bad about it I can't tell December not to come I can't pretend that it's not December it's, That's running away from reality I have to confront uh, you know, my feelings About this time of the year And uh, this, is, this is me doing it it gets easier the more I, I do I, I do it, and uh, this is part of it. This is part of the the cleansing. This is part of me processing my feelings and going, okay, if I can't be with myself this season, maybe I can be for other people. Maybe I can be uh, for other people. So this is part of it. The service of delivering, uh, maybe for this episode, half an hour of nonsense to your ears. Hopefully this is insightful or entertaining, and uh, yeah. How do I feel? Uh, fine. I am anticipating... Um, um, uh, I want to... <laughs> I want to have a good show on the December 17th, which I've been promoting past couple of episodes. Um, it's coming up. And uh, there are already people buying quite a few tickets. We have, we're going to have a show. It's going to be, it's gonna be a, a fun time based on their turnout. It's just that I wish there would be more people. I have... In a bad way, I think, measured the stick against our last show, which was overly well attended, I feel like. Because there were like 80-ish people, the venue was like almost to, to, to an uncomfortable number of people. <laughs> uh, but now it's a little less than, 
right at the moment the numbers might go up soon but just based on the trend I'm a little concerned but it's just normal being a producer you want things to go well it's not because I want okay a lot of people and ho ho gonna be great I get more attention validation it's more that the more people come the more I get to pay my friends and that really just genuinely the thing that I think about the most because I don't know if you know but uh, a lot of people who make art are a lot poorer than you think. If you have this idea that people who make, who are in the arts, have a lot of money, um, you are looking at the people who use the arts to help them sell other things. Like, you know, people who sell their franchise, the Tudong franchise, or their supplements, or their honey straws, or whatever it is. They use their presence and their macham, you know, celebrity to to hawk their actual hustle, which is their products, and um, that's fine for them to do. But most people don't do this. Most of the people who care about making art, who cannot help but make art, they tend to uh, be workers like you. They try to make money. And sometimes they do, and most times they don't, and that's fine. And that's the cycle. This is it's uh, it's normal. We are fine. <laughs> we are lucky that we get to we get we get we get to do this for this long. And the trope of the starving artist is real, partly because you know, um, arts is uh, I guess the business of art is difficult to for people to understand or like, accept. Because we all swim in this idea that value is the thing that, that that generates money. You have to be valuable to the world, then you get money. And the value has to, quote-unquote, be tangible and real and productive and, like, be smart and cool. Like, people don't think about this a lot, I think. That, that the, the, the classic idea of... Asian parents not wanting their kids to be artists and wanting them to be doctors and engineers and lawyers and economists and whatever uh, is because not just that they say I want my child to have money and to be able to take care of them, to take care of themselves it's also they want the kid to have a job that is respectable they don't want their kid to look like a fool like this is a this is a thing that's like nobody ever says that out loud but it is it is it is it is, it is bubbling in the undercurrent like if you say uh, if you're a parent or you hear sorry if you hear a parent say no I just want you to be able to can you eat food with this job can you actually make money from this can you take care of your family with this? from this there's a lot of jobs where you can make a lot of money but they never suggest you those jobs like they never go you know they always go hey you want to take care of when you get a degree you know be an engineer be a lawyer be a doctor uh, they never go hey be a sugar baby <laughs> You know, hey, sell feet pictures to pervy Japanese men. You can make a comfortable living doing this. They never suggest you that, because in the back of their head, their their minds, they are saying that I want you to have a cool job that I can brag about to my friends. They never say it exactly in those words, but they would also never suggest you to open up a business and sell, you know, used underpants, and they, <laughs> which which can be lucrative, you know. Kenapa kau ni ha? nak kena jadi badut? Ha? Buat video bodoh-bodoh, ha? memalukan diri sendiri. Ha? Kerja lah dapat duit. Kerja lelok, ha? dapat duit. Kau jadilah macam saudara kau tu. Ha? 
jual bulu bulu botol. <laughs> Cuba kau jadi macam anak JC kat Jemah tu kan. Ha, dia buat OnlyFans. Ha, dia buat OnlyFans, tangkap gambar pelik dia. Ha, dapat rezeki. Ha, dapat rezeki boleh hantar anak-anak dia pergi umrah kan. Ha, barulah boleh dapat duit nak masuk. Lucrative jobs are everywhere But jobs that your parents think are cool Is at a premium And and so the jobs that they don't think are cool Are this The idea of, like, of doing art Because art is provocative Art is art is confusing And, 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 and intellectually uh, confrontational And silly And silly That's the other thing uh, So people devalue it In a weird way Even though at the same time They do value it The people love silly shit They love it the most <laughs> You know what I mean Like During the times when you're the most upset You want this piece of media Who makes them? You can't just say the internet The internet doesn't make anything The internet is just a series of tubes It's people who make things And people who make things often for no reward And so if you can If you have the privilege to be able to support an artist Who's trying to communicate to you ideas Ideas that you know Are around you But you don't have Uh, the capacity to articulate them we help you bring the ideas up and then show you we help you have a good time we help you uh, endure your day <laughs> we help you forget about whatever is happening so that you can use this moment this podcast as a bit of a catharsis and then go back to your actual work of improving the world then if you can afford to support uh, the, the artist then do that And support doesn't have to be money. I know I keep asking y'all to, to, to support the Patreon, but you don't have to do that uh, if you cannot. If you want to, you can just share share it around. Tell people about it. Just retweet, repost. Just repost and don't comment. Just repost, retweet, and people say, hey, what is this? Just go, eh, I don't know. <laughs> and that's still help, helpful. Uh, so... Yes, thank you for your support for listening. And uh, that's what I've been thinking about because I technically have been using only comedy to feed myself since 2016, 17, 2017-ish. And uh, it's tough going. And I have not really, I don't feel like I've properly used all of my powers to do so uh, because I keep getting sidetracked with other um, jobs that I do for other people. Speaking of which, for those of you who know, I've been writing for Douglas and Juanita's breakfast show for Fly FM um, since the start of 2022. And I love doing it. The job is fun. It is challenging and in the right way. Um, when I write for other big dudes like Nabil or Harith, um, I end up doing a lot more of the 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 labor of articulating my ideas but when i talk to douglas i learn more about how to do that better so like when i write for hadir and nabil for example i have to tell them that this is the structure this is the thing we can fix this part this part this part and then they go huh can you explain that please and i'm like but, but with doug it's a little easier to do because you we both have our own like ways of talking about things and structuring it out and, and things move faster and things are <laughs> things are funnier faster so that's I'm lucky to be able to do that uh, with Douglas for this whole entire year hopefully continuing in uh, other bits and pieces but 
I'm pretty proud of the work I do uh, um, on the Five FM Breakfast Show. I just I just don't talk about it because I'm not terribly good at promoting <laughs> my work. I don't know. I don't like because the other writer Rizman. Shout out to Rizman Razlan. He will put writer for a life uh, breakfast show on his bio for his dating apps or something. And, you know, tell people that, he, oh, yeah, I write for that show, bro. Great for him. Um, but I tend not to do that because I'm like, I don't want to attach my name to certain things because, I don't know, it's a group effort. You know what I mean? Like, I'll attach my name to this podcast, to Pinball Monkeys, to, to um, obviously, Harith because my input is palpable and, like, obvious. Um, but for the breakfast show... I tend not to do that. I don't want to do that, or rather, I don't feel good doing it necessarily because it feels like a lot of it, a lot of the work is nerfed to a point where I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Also, Loki, we're not supposed to tell people that we write for for, for Nicholas. Uh, <laughs> the um, the lore within Media Prima is that oh, comedians write their own shit. Um. And it is it's easier and funner and in, and in, and a more understandable sell to tell people that comedians are funny by themselves, because otherwise why are you hiring a comedian? Why not just hire writers and then a presenter who looks good, right? Um, but it is is a little confusing to say we need Douglas and Douglas is funny, but Douglas also needs writers. It's a little confusing to say, but it does make sense because. Uh, the logic is when you're successful writing for yourself, you will eventually be booked to perform, to be funny, and then your day is spent more doing that than coming up with new stuff. So when you hire writers, the writers can help you come up with new stuff, but you are still generating a lot of the final output. You're still, you know, uh, doing the final touches of the thing. It's like if a if a if a if if a shoe designer gets famous for making shoes from scratch and then he gets a factory, he's not gonna make all of the shoes by himself. You know what I mean? I hope that analogy makes sense. So yeah, and for me, I'm like I'm I'm glad to to be able to write that, and I'm gonna just talk about some of the <laughs> some of the sketches that I really like, and and ideas that I I have fun with writing for that breakfast show. Ahoy there! I'm Captain Wibblyshims, a privateer sailing the seas of the internet. You may assume that I am a pirate, but no, I've since changed my ways. How? By supporting the content I like directly. For example, if you are listening to this podcast for free, know that it is actually supported by good people of the internet on patreon.com slash pinballmonkeys. Supported by these beautiful, generous landlubbers, Aisha. Natra, Sarah Roger, Faza, Ayman Bagar, Amanda, Anwar, Nick Hanis, Daniel Imran, Alia, Sabrina, Mayamin, Safri, Zan Belik, Nick Torville, Farid Zahir, Fairuz, Siti Fatima, and Natasha Faizi. These are the good people who support patreon.com slash pinballmonkeys in order to keep this show free for the rest of you and also to enjoy special video and audio content only on Patreon. So, if you want to stop being a pirate and start supporting the arts, go on over to patreon.com slash pinballmonkeys for less than five ringgit a month. Yo ho ho, lee My particular output 
for um, that show uh, are a few characters. I Shetty in his current form. I'll explain who they are in, in a bit. Shetty in his current form, Mohsin wholesale from top, Kanan, uh, Kanan's conspiracy corner, Mohsin's movie reviews, uh, advice with Shetty, and um, uh, one, which is harder to explain. So. Uh, these segments are these four segments. Is there another one? That I I don't think so. If if there are others, um, I probably just I'm not as proud of them <laughs> in my mind right now. So if you be listening to the Douglas Lima Monita Fly Fan Breakfast Show, uh, via the podcast or on radio, then you may have encountered uh, these these guys. And these are uh, Mosin, Kanan, and Juan. Mosin and Kanan are... I'm going to talk about Mosin and Kanan first. These two sketches are... I, I pitched them uh, from zero. And they became regular uh, characters uh, immediately. And because for me, it's pretty easy when you come up with sketches. So, uh, it just takes a while for me to like... In particular for Fly, the reason we don't come up with it, oh, too many characters is because there are restrictions for radio. Certain things you can't do and certain things can only fit within the two minutes and blah, blah, blah. And... For some reason, Douglas insists on like <laughs> on coming up with specific voices for these uh, characters, which is good. It's good that he does it, but like every time, that means you know that means that we can only have as many characters as you have voices. We're gonna run into a ceiling. Anyway, so most of his movie re- reviews, I pitched it as the guy who loves to review movies but never remembers the title of them. So, <laughs> so. I it's is an easy way to come up with a character is like what if a person who's supposed to have who who has a descriptor that is essential that has an essential attribute attached to it but that attribute is completely missing or completely opposite so there's a lot of interesting characters who are conceived kind of this way like Dr. House House MD if you remember uh, Hugh Laurie's uh um character in the show house the doctor house he's a doctor who hates his patients already the conflict is fun and there's room for like drama and comedy right away um you know uh uh, psych which is a detective show what if a detective doesn't use deduction but he uses psychic abilities but then what if the psychic abilities aren't really psychic he's just really good at detecting so it's like a double turn anyway so I won't say it's a movie review, but he doesn't know that he, he he just never tells you what the title is. <laughs> so what he ends up doing is he explains a, a plot to a movie badly. So we introduce him as, hey, he's going to review this movie. He goes, I'm going to review this movie that I like. And then uh, he'll start saying the movie is about race, about a race. Uh, it's a racing and then there's, there's two races, and then this guy the, the girlfriend wants him to join this race but he doesn't want to but then they, they they force him to do that and then he's like oh no and then turns out she keeps dating people who are joining this other race and she wants him to join this race and then uh, the co-host will go oh you're talking about Get Out? yeah yeah <laughs> I'm explaining it poorly because I don't have the text in front of me but uh, yeah trust me this format is easy very fun Oh, uh, one one of the recent ones is um, um, yeah, this movie uh is an animated movie, and they have cars that talk, 
and uh, the, uh, the the cars are, are talking and there's uh, there's two races in the movie and then there's the first race uh, near the beginning and then the second race near the end and then um, there's good cars and then there's the bad cars and there's a guy who falls in love with the fox the guy who falls in love with the fox and then <laughs> goes goes oh wait you're talking about transformers right yeah transformers because <laughs> the two races the autobots and the decepticons the cars can talk and then the, the person fall in, falls in love with Megan Fox so that kind of thing I that's for me really, really easy to write and, and probably you'll be familiar with this format if you if you're familiar of or familiar with um, the subreddit explain the plot to a film badly or like the Twitter I think there's a Twitter feed also um, so yeah to me it's like an easy way to, to to do a sketch I find it hilarious that a movie reviewer doesn't understand movies there's way more like bits of comedy that can be wrung out of this like he misunderstands um, uh, whether or not this movie is for kids <laughs> oh that's how he goes oh yeah there's a there's a uh, children's movie one of my favorite children's movie is where this kid uh, he makes these little toys and games and he gets grown ups to play them to play with the toys and he records them and then uploads them and then he has a lot of fun he has a little tricycle and then he, he's cool but the grown ups find the toys and games uh, really challenging um, and uh, but it's good because you get to learn how to you get to learn a lot about morals blah 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 and then the co-host goes, oh wait, this is the Saw movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main character is a kid <laughs> on a tricycle. <laughs> and all the toys and games are all these little torture devices. What's <laughs> it? This movie is not for kids. It's not a children's movie. No, 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 it is. Because I went to my niece's house and it's my niece's punya DVD. So it's a children's movie because <laughs> a child has it. <laughs> Such an idiot. Anyway. I don't know if I'm explaining this poorly or, or well to you, but that's one of the sketches that I like, and it's on there every week. I I don't know which day of the week it is, but if it's on, it's on. So yeah, most of the movie movie reviews very proud of that. This other sketch that I also pitched from scratch. That was like a little terrifying because I pitched it, like, on let's say a Saturday, uh, a Tuesday, and then on the Wednesday. Uh, they recorded it immediately and then they put it up on Thursday and then we never changed the format I mean it's not a surprise that we don't change the format it's more like I think we should have <laughs> because it's the most joke dense uh, I think um, no not joke, joke dense the most dense with absurdity sketch uh, it is the Condens Conspiracy Corner the way that it was that that they they that I pitched this also was odd because I just have a vague idea of a podcaster who's t- talking nonsense, a guy who has a conspiracy theory, but the conspiracy theory is stupid. Uh, that's it. That's that's the whole joke of the sketch. The whole character. So when I was pitching it, I didn't have an idea for it, but it, but they were about to go into survey. Survey is like this um, a period in radio where they want things to be good. They want the numbers to go up. So like, let's put a new character in. And we're like, okay, cool. Cannon's Conspiracy Corner. So then I wrote a bunch of stuff. And this guy's thing is full absurdity, top to bottom. Um, like he'll start, we'll, we usually start listening to Cannon. And then Cannon, oh, you can actually find clips of Cannon. K-A-N-N-A-N uh, apostrophe S Conspiracy Corner on YouTube. I don't want to read it out because it's it's too like absurd for me to remember even. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he'll start. Yeah, like you'll hear him in the middle of telling you the end of a particular conspiracy he was he just was finished talking about and he starts with a news item and he explains why this news item is actually a conspiracy and by the end he's sponsored by a product that doesn't exist so i like that why am i telling you all this i don't know i think i'm trying to sell you on the work oh yeah because i'm proud of my work yeah <laughs> is it okay is it okay if i tell y'all about about the work that i do and how proud i am i mean you don't have to respond you can say you can nod quietly to yourself <laughs> and, and go good job and if you did that thank you <laughs> those are the two sketches that I pitch wholesale and 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 are continuing until until uh, our run is over which it will end this December just so y'all know I don't know if I told y'all this up top but uh, once this series is done Douglas will no longer be an on fly fam so these characters might go away with him Fly might try to give these characters to other people to do. <laughs> oh, good luck. Um, but he will no longer be doing the breakfast show. Um, so, okay. Two sketches. There's other two, Shetty. So, Shetty is this character that Juanita plays instead of uh, Douglas. Juanita, who is the co-host, she has this really good North Indian accent that she does. <coughs> Excuse me, and um, uh, the character is called Shetty. So what we do is this is super cheap. Like I just, it's an advice column. But what if Tahani from the Good Place was doing it? So if you all don't know, Tahani from the Good Place is this character uh, who keeps name dropping people and just telling, just humble bragging, and and just telling people how 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 she knows a lot of cool people have and have done a lot of cool things. Uh, so in this segment she gives advice but in the advice she just keeps dropping people's names dropping uh, drop, name dropping so the, uh, 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 <laughs> her accolades are like sus you know, like she's the head coach of the male cheerleading team for this national silambam team of, of, of India and then uh, we start with the accolades and then the question and then she never answers the question the first two things she'll talk about is how this reminds her of you know uh, talking to Mark Zuckerberg when he, she was on the rooftop or whatever and then how she indirectly helped with the invention of certain things so the, the Zuckerberg one is the recent one where um, Shetty <laughs> goes oh you uh, the, 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 the person asking for advice says Shetty uh, I have a problem. Uh, my friend watches football late at night and I can't sleep. Shetty goes, "Oh, that's that, oh yeah yeah yeah. I have uh, if you have problem with bad bad housemates, I have a I have a solution. The solution came to me when I was hanging out at the rooftop party at Mark Zuckerberg's Facebook campus, and Mark was way too into me. I don't like it. I don't feel good. So I told him, "Hey, Zucky, listen, I will not date you if you were the last person in the universe. Next thing I know." Zuckerberg made a whole entire metaverse and keeps telling me he's the only man there. <laughs> that kind of thing. So she does that twice and then Douglas goes, hey, hey, can you answer the question that this guy is you give some advice? And then she gives like a weird quote from some uh, top status figure and then gives a pithy non-advice at the end. Um, yeah, I like that. It's fun. It's, it's, it's cool to hear, you know, to hear jokes being delivered by somebody who's not necessarily traditionally 
traditionally train in telling jokes and know that the jokes land um, it's fun it's fun to write so that's Shetty uh, I did not fully create this character from scratch this character from scratch because duh I cheated by cribbing completely from the honey but also the character has appeared before in like a different uh, segment and they wanted to keep her as a recurring character so I just wrote this little sequence so that, so that we can reuse her every day Shetty very proud of her I really like the absurdities that's in there um, and then the last one that I'm super proud of is one. So one is Douglas's excuse to pull out his chef one <laughs> impression. So um, every time there is this, uh, whatever story uh, uh, we tell, we talk about story. Let's say, oh, this man uses cooking oil to 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 fill in his petrol tank. Blah blah blah. And then we we end that story. We go, oh, next we're going to meet somebody who's a mechanic. Mechanic one. So mechanic one will come in and he'll talk about how his experiences in being a chef will help in uh, 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 being a mechanic. So this is just an excuse. <laughs> one, one, as in the number. <laughs> First is an excuse for Douglas to do his chef one impression. And two is an excuse for me to use my food knowledge. <laughs> To just put food puns into whatever. So we have mechanic one, toy maker one, lawyer one, uh, uh, real estate one. So so he'll just in any like situation he'll just use food to make puns, and just <laughs> and just uh, tell you how food can help in being whatever job he is endeavoring to do that day. So one I'm particularly proud of because we didn't even write him as a sketch. We wrote him as. Not not as a recurring character. We just wrote him for a particular story. We wrote that character in. And then eventually we're like, oh, we can just reuse this character in different modes. So he always comes in different. And, you know, it's always like kind of unexpected. Because he's always attached to his story. And you, you can never tell what story it is. Like, uh, for something that's coming up. Um, where Hot Wheels is releasing the Proton Saga toy model. Um... The 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 one character comes in as a playtime one, <laughs> chef one who makes toys, so he makes yo yogurt, uh, Barbie Barbie not Barbie dolls but barbecues, and <laughs> and his pasta is made from insect flour. Tepong amai kupu kupu. I pitch these. I don't know if he's gonna use it next week, but if he does. That's uh, so win for me. So yeah, these characters are I'm pretty proud of, uh, but all of them belong to Media Prima, I guess. I might try to find a way to pirate them, and then put them here because I don't, because you know, <laughs> why? Why did I tell you that I was gonna do that? I don't think I'm allowed to. Maybe there's a way for me to figure out. Maybe there's a way for me to take it and then still put it here because. Even though they say it belongs to them, I'm like I feel like there's some legal, legal like gray areas that we can probably find a way to like deliver specific sketches to y'all because I wrote them. Even though Douglas performed them, I feel like we may have some sort of a way to because I really want y'all to <laughs> to enjoy these without having to sit through a full. The thing about listening. To, I'm not saying it's bad lah, the breakfast show. It's just, it's so fast and rapid and it's so super topical that 
the jokes rot quickly. The the timeliness is so essential. But the sketches can last quite a while because they're not tied to you know a particular story necessarily. And I feel like they can be reused if I can just get those sketches and then maybe deliver them to you. Somehow, some way, hopefully, maybe I'll figure it out. If I cannot, then you will never see it. But if I do, I'll let you know. So these are the things I'm proud of uh, this year. There's a bunch of other things as well, but I I, I don't want to bore you. I hope this has been entertaining. I don't know. Is this just an ad for another podcast? Did I just do a half an hour ad for a different show for y'all to listen to? Maybe that's what happened. And that's fine. Because whatever helps you. If this podcast helps you find another podcast that helps your day, that's good also. You know? Thank you for listening. Um, <laughs> wash your hands. Be good to each other. Uh, I love you. I love you. Please uh, get tickets to the December 17th show if you haven't. Yes, you can get walk-ins. Uh, <laughs> but do book online. It helps us um, know how to gauge. And thank you, thank you. As usual, go to Patreon to, to see the video version of this. I don't know why you would want to. It's just me alone talking with with a, with no ooh, with no makeup and I accidentally shut off the video so now it's black <laughs> now the screen is black uh, thank you I love you um, have a good week uh, yeah bye